There are six traders here, but I will rip a new if you don't start tightening this thing up. You. Yeah. And then he just walks back to the dugout. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast, everyone. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We're uh, at Wheel Route Podcast on Instagram. You can send emails to wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. Some of us are not super thrilled uh, to be here. Uh, so shout out. Um, you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Center, Stitcher. We're out here. My name's Logan Whitehouse. <laughs> I'm coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida. We're the youngest member of the podcast. Uh, has recently woken up and is is really going through it. I think he's, I think things are going to be okay. But uh, shout out to Sweet Baby Rivers uh, on, on during these difficult times. Um, Stewart's beautiful, guys. Though I want you to know we're entering um, prime primo weather conditions here now. It's like as soon as we cross into October, there is a bit of a, a switch flip. And the fan has been on a little bit and it's been, you know, humidity seems to be coming down. I've been out and about in the afternoons cutting grass, uh, you know, just doing, doing things I would not have dreamt of doing um, in the afternoon. I mean, obviously working hard at my day job, usually in the afternoons too, but um, you know, anyhow, just, just wanted to get that out there. Things are trending in the right direction here. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, once again, where fall weather is squarely involved here. Uh, the nights are getting cooler. I think we're supposed to get down below freezing in in the nights this weekend. Um, mm. So excited to like just crack my bedroom window so I get some of that air coming through, but not um, enough that's that great. I can actually like feel it, feel it. Um, I'm on twitter.com at Shank Jordan, where it's been a wild past couple of days on the timeline. It really has. We've got Tom Brady getting divorced. We've got uh, competitive walleye anglers getting exposed for cheating. Uh, all sorts of different tangents and threads going on. These um, days. Electricians potentially getting divorced as well. There's a lot yep. of elect electricians out there. You know, yep. we stand with the uh, the bucket bunnies of Southeast Florida or Southwest yeah, Florida. Yeah, so are you are you team time. line wife or team bucket bunny, Logan? I have never team anybody who takes themselves that seriously. So okay. I I don't. So you're I don't team know. bucket bunny. I guess I guess saying. you know I guess I'm a proud bucket bunny supporter. You know, <laughs> BBS if you will. Yeah. Well, TBD. <laughs> Continue. Who else is here? Uh, just gonna, I'm gonna move past that acronym. Um, my name is Jason <laughs> Kreck, and I am also in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, where, like Jordan says, it has, it has dived, dove, diving, uh, on the thermostat. I have, uh, I for the, I, this is the, my first winter. I've switched the direction of my ceiling fan. Didn't know that was oh. a thing. Learned that this year. Very proud of myself. Does that keep you cool? No, it's so it like the 
I learned this this year. The most ceiling fans these days are built. There's a little switch on them, and you flip them. Well, I know that the other direction. Right. And what that does is pulls the cold air off of you, since it's supposed to be low to the ground, and gets like a cycle going where it pushes the hot air from not hot but warmer from up in the ceiling, pushes it down, and like it's supposed to make things warmer at ground level. And so far, it seems to be working, or it's just the placebo effect. And frankly, I'm fine with either. Sure. Either way, you I seem mean, to be enjoying it. So I'm yeah, happy. Yeah, it. it's, you know. Seems to make sense, but I kind of feel like the inside of your room is probably close to the same temperature all year long. No? No. Really? Mine's not. I don't think my... Uh, you sleep at like 80 degrees in the summer? Well, this is this is a lifestyle podcast. What are we running the thermostat at these days, Oh, boys? gosh. This is this feels like a really this has um, to be a judgment free zone and I'm Logan's a dad. He can world. talk thermostats. No, it does. I, well, I can talk thermostats. No, it has to be. Um, we down here, given the humidity, I probably run it at what you guys would think is really hot. So we run it at like 75, 76 sometimes during the day and uh 74, potentially sometimes 72 at night, but that's pushing it. Um it runs a lot during like july and august here so we have to try to it's all about contrast it's all about mm-hmm. contrast to the outside that's why i was saying that jason i'm just i'm curious as to yeah, why no, I, like uh, personally i like to be cold when i'm sleeping so i don't i would not want to do what you're doing that's what i'm that's kind of what's driving my question yeah i don't i don't love and i this puts me fully in the minority i realize i don't love a bunch of layers on top of me when i'm sleeping fair enough like i like i like rolling sheet sheet blanket at all times it, but- i'm not a not a big comforter guy and mm. so anyways my my uh ac during the summer pulls it down to 74 and the heat gets it up to 70 in the winter jordan i'm usually like high 60s in both seasons oh that's lovely i i wish i could sleep at those temps just going our, our fall boy that makes sense yeah i'm a cozy boy yeah, I want to apologize. Jordan, Jordan, do you pre-chill your room uh, and and crack the window prior, like an hour or two prior to going in there for bed? Uh, oh, it's yeah, the best when we have the, the an best, occasional cool one of evening. the best feelings on earth. I'm <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm also trying to be a little more positive these days. Find find simple pleasures in life um, <laughs> is like ripping the sheets wide open and pre-chilling. Uh, yeah. So you just oh, like yeah. get in underneath cold. You get sheets, a nice crisp round by chill. And you just kind of shiver yourself to sleep, like micro shivers. <laughs> that sounds that sounds terrible to me. No, but it's not. It's it not reminds like me of the suffering. home country. It's just kind of like excited. Ooh, this is nice. Listen, yeah. live, live your life. That's fine. I also heard, like look up go, the YouTube hacks on when I go to a hotel how to like get into administrator mode on the thermostat <laughs> so I can get it all the way down to sixty. I will say, Jordan. I think this summer's. Uh, Wheel Route Podcast Golf Retreat might have been our first time staying in a hotel together. Yeah. Jordan, professional hotel stayer. Like a freaking Oh, machine. yeah, that's right. Was I impressive. was trying to think. I was like, when did you guys stay in a hotel? But yeah, you yeah. stayed there the night before. The night before. What uh, I'm curious what what designates me as professional hotel. It was stay. just you. It was You were just very about your business. You were just, we're going here and then we're going here. We're going to the room. We're checking in. We're alarms at this time. That gives us time for shower. We're getting ready. No We're leaving this time. Guy. We're going to be on the got road. Seven buckets of ice and put them in his bed to prepare his sheets. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was just great. It was, it was. I had my own my own director of ops. It was wonderful. Yeah. 
I like to consider myself a concierge for myself at times. Respect. Self-concierge. That's good stuff. Um, okay. All right. You guys drinking anything good? Uh, Speak, no. Speaking of just, frosty. Just grapefruit polar because it's picks episode time. And I'm about my business. Correct. I also... Yeah. I also have my my Pitts beverage, a Devil's Backbone Backbone Premium Lager. Oh, and also, I forgot to mention this. Uh, I'd like to shout out the Baltimore Orioles. Um, last game of the season was today. Finished 83-79. and 79. It was like 25 games better than anybody thought they would. Futures 31 bright. better than last year. That's right. Optimism abounds in Baltimore. That's go great. O's. Go O's. <laughs> yeah, let's go O's. Um, crack an Eddie bow for the boys. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, I uh, ran out of macros to have a beer tonight, so I'm oh, back boy. on the polar water, and I'm staring at two and three slash Obviously. one and four weeks. Throw that way as long as you can. Fade Logan season. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm loving all these these uh, weird road favorites that we have to pick this week too. It's going to be a good time. Um, but I have a grape Waterloo, Jordan. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the 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 intern. Um, Thought she was buying the blackberry lemonade and uh, uh, purchased the grape. And you know what? It has actually been a nice change of pace. I don't know that I would. I, I'm not going to frequent the grape, but I used to drink grape soda when I was a kid. It has like a very familiar yeah. grape soda essence to it that I kind of like. It's it, it's familiar. It's different. It's, it's nostalgic. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grape soda doesn't taste like grapes. Not really sure what they were doing there, but uh, it Tastes is a like very just. It, it is a distinct flavor. Yes, purple, <laughs> purple indeed. Um, anyhow, all right, let's get into it. I want to open the, uh, open the floor here. If anybody has any takes from last week that they'd like to revise, um, or, or think about Jason, maybe if you want to come stronger with your anti-app state take, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to extend you the opportunity to double down on that again. Um, (laughs) I will, I will, I will not give in to your attempting to put kerosene on the fire. I'm, okay. I'm fine. App State's a very they're they're a very quality team and a and a quality athletic program. Wow. That's maybe that's one very day. big and professional of you, Jason. No. Jason. Maybe, oh, maybe so one day. They're fine. They they dump trucked the Citadel last week as well. They should have. That's helping your uh, Ken Palm ratings, I think. You might that's get right. into the big dance at this yep. rate. That's good. That's right. So um, listen, I don't necessarily after... have a take. Sorry, go ahead, Jason. I'll I'll come after uh well, I won't even say fellow uh, Commonwealth football programs because I don't think they should be a football program or an athletics department or an institution of higher learning. But there is one specific football team that I will come after happily. Baylor. No. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> Obviously, we're talking about Baylor. <laughs> I mean, you know, related, related to Baylor. Baylor is the Liberty of Texas. We can yeah. we can call it what it is. Right, yeah. <laughs> They, probably, they could very probably, well be sister schools. Which is why, uh, I mean, you know, thank God that nobody hired that AD that hired that oversaw all the terrible, um, heinous sexual crimes at Baylor football. Can you imagine yeah. if that guy was employed in the NCAA right now? That would be terrible. Correct. Mm. Hmm. Not loving your tone, Jason. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty angsty tone so far. <laughs> That's the. This is the kind of energy I'd like to see extended towards App State moving forward. Just, I'm just fine put with a, it being extended. Put a exactly pin in that, the and we'll revisit that as we as we move forward. Jordan, what do you what do you got? What's on your heart? Yeah, so I don't necessarily have a take to walk back, but I would like to issue an apology. Um, while 
Iowa was making fun of Clemson's bus ride and their sweaty, excitable coach. I associated their football team with Little John Coliseum. That's actually the basketball arena. The football right. team, to correct the record, they play at Frank Howard Field at Clemson Memorial Stadium. Right. So the Rock. I would, if you I would like to apologize to those <clears throat> impacted. Uh, I regret the error. <laughs> Davo is is will for me Google. <laughs> we have to see Davo in an absolute lather. <laughs> Um, I do you want to uh, do you want to get off App State takes Logan? You you seem very it's no, concerning I how gung ho you are about wanting me to hate App State more. I just I I you know I, I sometimes there's a little company line towing that comes on from your third of the podcast, and it would be nice if we uh if we if know, I was actually ride. towing if I was actually towing the company line, I wouldn't get those takes off about the school in Lynchburg because they're on our schedule in a few years. So. Uh. This isn't Fair. the company line. I just have I have no hatred for App State yet. It's fine. No, no, no. I'm I'm not trying to engender hatred. I just, I think that I, I found that some of the uh some some of the coverage was like absolutely glowingly positive, and I I was more just attempting to kind of reel things back in a little bit. We had to have a more proper to properly more, rate them. Properly yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't properly balanced rate approach to to you know App State. If they were 0 4, which they very well could be. Uh, based on how their games have gone, we would not have just been freaking, you know, so to speak. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one that I have to like figure That's out, do I need to bleep this or not? Well, thanks for the homework. You could just bleep. All right. GCJ had an entire song called <laughs> I believe. It was a certified banger, too, if I recall correctly. What's that a, I think I saw him bumper, tweet about that. Yeah, that should be the bumper music this week. So so your your entire goal is to to make me say that App State is not as good as as what? We agreed on App State last week. I know, I know. I, I'm just I was I was more just revisiting the revisiting of the Fair enough. That was all. App State it, it was it was like unanimously like saccharine sweet positive from you like three weeks ago. And I just, I felt like I wanted to give you an opportunity to maybe like tamp, temper it a little bit. I'm good. That's all. I don't need to get these takes off. I, I stand by what I, I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. Okay. Well, that's great to know. All right. I, if it's um, ODU week, maybe then I'll get these takes off. We'll see. And Jordan, I think that there may be, there may need to be a bit of, I can feel myself building towards a very anti Tony Elliott stance. <laughs> in like the coming week okay and i seven days week yes i would like well we'll say we'll say nine days because we got two games is there two games in nine days or is there a buy in there if there's a buy that would be that would be merciful anyhow it stinks i don't love the vibes we've talked about this the vibes are weird i'm curious to see what the path forward is here i understand in my head that these things take some time and there's a program to build, but there's a little too much of like, oh yeah, Clemson's offense was terrible last year and DJU was awful last year. And the guy who was in charge of that is the guy that's currently in charge of destroying one of the most successful offenses in all of college football from last year. Um, don't love it. Des Kitchings, I've done a little research on Des Kitchings' <laughs> previous performances as offensive coordinator. None of them have been good. Not inspiring. Um, <clears throat> not inspiring. So anyhow. That's all. All I'm saying is I, I want to get out ahead of a potentially bombastic situation uh, building. But so you're not walking back. You are laying the groundwork to walk 
Well, all the I, way I, forward. With I, I'm laying the groundwork and just advising you guys that I may need to be walking some takes back uh, in in the <laughs> okay. Pre, this is a pre pre preempting the apologies. Preempting the walk back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. I think we all we 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 all know how this goes. So what so what would it take? Like UVA beats Louisville this weekend. You gonna? You gonna be okay with that, or are you still gonna have a bonus? I mean, not if they like, beat them seventeen to twelve, and it is a just an absolute grind of disgusting. Uh, I mean, I need to see some some. I need to see some game to game improvement on the offensive side of the ball. Sure. Um, and I understand that there's some personnel issues in theory, but mostly is, on the offense. This is line. where you get an opportunity to to be a coach and adjust maybe how you want to do things. To fit how now, things need to be done. While the point is to win segment. the game. So if you win the game, you gotta be happy to win the game. I, I'm just, you know, I don't want to be such a snob because that turns me into a Florida fan, which I also am. Um, where it's tough to win, but you have to win in the way that I want to win. Um, I don't want to do that, but I, you know, I do feel also a little bit vindicated on my take of if you're going to be bad, you might as well run air raid. And Virginia is proving is just absolute proof of concept of that right now. Um, if you're going to be bad, you should not be rolling out whatever offense this is. Also, my man Tom Fornelli on the Cover 3 podcast, shout out to that podcast, almost word for word, my take. Clemson's offense is was almost too simple, was his was his thing. He's like, you know, people get on Jimbo for his offense being too uh, complicated. I think Clemson's offense is too simple, and it's not working at UVA right now. And I was like, oh, hmm. I feel like I feel like I was I was kind of saying that, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I uh, just, just airing some grievances all around here, more or less. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Brennan Armstrong allegedly had his best game in this system against uh, Duke. I don't know that it passed the eye test necessarily, um, but there were a we'll couple see. drives against Syracuse that I liked. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and we can be done talking UVA after this, uh, <laughs> but I like. I think I said this last week or on Sunday, they seem to lack an identity and just try and like patch different offenses together at different mm -hmm. times. And that makes it even more difficult to get into any sort of rhythm. And the entire operation suffers as a result because you're going three and out a lot. Your defense has got to be out on the field a lot as yep. a result. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, you put everybody in a bad spot. So yeah. Yep. Yep. So anyhow, I, I would love to see some improvement. I'll I'll check the see how it goes. Yeah. All right. I want to see fewer drops and more designed QB runs. That's what I want. Yes. I'd like and to we, see a, a couple more throws over the middle too. Would be would be nice. We yeah. do I don't know that Armstrong has a strong enough arm necessarily to be relied upon to be making like high level deep out NFL throws as his only option, right? Like if you soften up the defense plan inside leverage that might be open and available to you but not if that's the only way that you can ever get 10 yards so anyway. yeah okay we'll keep it moving here let's bounce around the country wednesday night lights going on right now as we speak i don't know if anybody's got a live deck available at ucf uh it was kind of fun i was watching the first half brett lashley had the boys playing hard and it seems like half. a fun game has them or, or has them are they are they still playing hard it is currently 17-13 UCF 
with 13, 15 left in the third quarter, but SMU has the ball. Gotcha. Okay. Um, they, John Rice Plumley, not, not super impressive, um, but seems to maybe be rounding into form here. Put a couple touchdown drives together. It looks like by the sound of things, um, he's got a little Anthony Richardson in him. Little, little, uh, one speed on the pitch, uh, ball. Throws a, throws throws a tough, a tough to catch ball sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That, that little outside, that little corner route is, 100% going out of bounds. He's got so. some tail on his yes. DC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're not dropping it in the bucket just yet. Um, this game, Houston is at Memphis this weekend. I think this is Friday night, perhaps, or Thursday night. Um, I don't think Houston ever plays on Saturdays. I guess they just don't They do not do that, um, it would appear. This game maybe would have been sexier a couple weeks back. I don't think either For Houston a couple or years Memphis. back. Yeah, I don't think either Houston or Memphis is having – Houston especially not having the year that they were planning to have. Dana appears to be very fed up with his with his program right now. So um, they c- collapsed in a colossal in colossal fashion last week. They uh, did. Th- that was that was tough to see. Uh, Dana Dana seems to be wearing it pretty hard too. But I think that's a little bit of his personality. Yeah. Well, the check's still clearing, so I don't feel too bad for him. Shout out to the Fertitas. Um, we are not picking this game, but I mean. Texas at OUU. Wow. Look at that. This is, uh, I think there, every game, not every game, but most of the Big 12 games involve a ra- at least one ranked team this weekend, and this game does not, which is kind of hilarious. Um, yeah. Texas, I think, is seven, seven and a half point favorite. Uh, not sure I love that. I think if viewers play. Is plays, Gabriel still in question? Yes. Or, and I, okay. and yours is. I think that the thought is that he is going to play. This was his target date to return, but I don't know if he hurt himself putting his, he might've hurt himself putting his pads on last week. Um, uh, so he could stand on the sideline or something, but uh, so hopefully he didn't have a setback due to dressing out for the last three games for no reason. <laughs> but he should be okay. Um, Louisville is at UVA. We did mention this earlier. We'll see how it goes. A nooner on ACC network. What a Louisville. thrill. Louisville scary, high variance team, the highest of, of variance teams. But uh, oh yes, Alex Kirshner pointed out, uh, I think on Twitter that Louisville Louisville fans are going to have the most like unrealistic expectations of how well a quarterback should be able to run, um, based on like Lamar Jackson right into Malik Cunningham. Like yeah. <laughs> both those guys are of, yeah. so good. Yeah, I don't. There might have been like a random schlubby guy in in between there. That... Well, there was when they like when they were trying to figure out who they wanted at QB a couple years ago, and they basically handed UVA a win uh, during that game by playing the the white guy who couldn't run very well, <laughs> way too much. You know, let this be a lesson to you all. That's nothing uh, against him, but it's just like it was very obvious. No, right. I, I remember case. that was like a furious comeback game, right? Didn't UVA get up to like a huge lead? And then there's there's been numerous. This, this has been kind of a weird series with UVA and Louisville. It's just yeah, a lot going I'm on. in basketball too. <laughs> Correct. Uh, UNC is at Miami. I almost um, put this one on on our on our card. <laughs> what was the what was the line here? UNC by handful. I mean, I hate UNC's defense, but I also kind of hate Miami's offense. So, oh no, it's Miami by three and a half. Oh God, I think I really like North Carolina. Yeah, I like North Carolina to score a ton of points. I mean, 
North Carolina is effectively running a better version of Middle Tennessee State's offense. I mean, maybe <laughs> <laughs> with a better quarterback. <laughs> so, better. Better. I don't know. This could be a weird one. I mean, Miami's over under not. 65 and a half. Hmm. Miami's not destined for greatness. And it, it looks like their defense is down to give up some points this year, perhaps. So and you know the Tar Heels will give up some points. So yes, you do. There, if there's one thing that is for certain in this game, is that the Tar Heels will be back. Uh Tyler Van Dyke back in the starting lineup. Um Crystal Ball has really he's you know bounced back from his benching against Middle Tennessee State last two weeks ago. They had a bye week. Um, all right, Jason, the Dukes, they're traveling to where in Arkansas is Arkansas State? Jonesboro, I believe. Okay, J-Town, oh, yeah. stand up. All right. Uh, Dukes. Say what? I say go Dukes. Yeah, go Dukes. That's all that matters. Do we have any intel on uh, what kind of operation Butch Jones has coming out there in uh, in Jonesboro? Not much of one. Honestly, I don't know much about Arkansas State. I don't think it's been going like super well at Arkansas State since uh, <laughs> was Brian Harson the coach there? Before he was at actually sure. Oh no, 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 no. That was a different guy. Sorry. It was one of those Boise guys, like was the coach there. Yeah. Made it through. Um, who was the guy? Because didn't his his wife got sick? It was like a like a, a big oh, was like, that emotional State? moment. I think it was Arkansas State. You might be right. This is ringing a bell. They yeah, had right. a, um, think, yeah, anyhow, they, they had a run of like uh, decent coaches go through Arkansas State. Like one, they were only there for like one year and yeah. they would do well and they would move on to like other jobs. Yeah. So I was just trying to remember who that was. I think the current Utah State coach was the most recent one. Yeah. Um, anyways, I think that's the gentleman in question. I Blake think Anderson, uh, is that his name? To what? Blake Anderson, something like that. That, that sounds right. Okay. Um, I think they're a big passing team like Texas State. I'm not 100% on that. That could be completely wrong, so don't quote me on it. But uh, the Dukes are on the Dukes are on NFL Network, actually. Yes, yeah, that's that. right. So 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Go Dukes. Absolutely. Uh, just for those interested, the Dukes are 11 and a half point favorites on the road. Ooh. Oh, we got a home dog situation here. Yeah. Heavy home dog. Home wolves. All right. Even. Nice. B, uh, <laughs> BYU is at Notre Dame. A big team in this matchup, which is interesting. Um, this is another weird one. Could, you know, I don't know that you'd be surprised if Notre Dame won this game. I, I wonder if BYU's good receivers are ever going to play. We will continue to ask I that. I did see a Romney boy. Uh, catch a pass. Maybe oh, last okay. Week. So I think sweet, he's back in action. Sweet, sweet gunner out there doing his oh, thing. Tug Romney. <laughs> Tugs. <laughs> uh, Missouri on the road it, to Gainesville. Florida's had five home games, four home games out of five games. I, I don't know. How, how's this the is, second half of that schedule looking, road road dog wise? It's not not great. I mean, I think they play LSU at home next week. Gracious. So they are on the road like most of the month of I mean, they do have a Jacksonville game, to be fair, after the bye, but then I think they only have one home game all of November. Man. Uh so yeah, we'll see how that goes. It's I think they get South Carolina at home, but you know, 
road tilts with Florida State and Vanderbilt. Um, you could do you could do worse. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, Missouri, I mean, fresh off uh, scaring Georgia, I guess maybe found something. Their defense seems to be playing good. Defense led by former Florida linebacker Tyron Hopper would be lovely to have up for the Gators this year. Um, you know, a fast tackling, uh, able to cover people in space linebacker. Love to see that for Missouri. Um, I think Florida's a healthy favorite in this game, like 10 points. I saw, I think it opened at 10, 10 and a half. Sounds about right. Missouri's not very good. I don't think, but, um, Florida, I don't think also is, is very good. So we'll see how it goes. I, I think Florida's got a little, um, got a little juice flowing after last week quarterbacks feeling a little bit better yeah but we'll see how it goes i mean you'd like uh, missouri appears to be the team that you know you might be able to get a little bit more right on defense uh they don't do a ton on offense they're a little seem to be a little bit limited at quarterback um but yeah the the like they love to cut block against georgia seem to come via some like just weird broken situations yeah yeah, and then there was a significant amount of shooting themselves in their foot. They did against Georgia from about middle of the second quarter on. So that yeah. that got that got bottled up pretty quick. But we'll see how it goes. Um, Purdue is at Maryland. Um, I think, guys, we may need to just be paying a little bit of attention to Maryland. They may be sneaky good. Just put that on your like radar. Seven wins, sneaky good? Like, what is sneaky good? For like, Maryland? beyond... Like they might be the third best team in the Big Ten. Oh, high praise! So you've got Penn State below oh, Maryland. Probably not. But okay. Penn State Maryland play to determine that. But they, like, that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're creeping up on Penn State. Uh, good quarterback. They, I think they uh, another Florida transfer, uh, Jacob Copeland, <laughs> playing wide receiver there. Huh. I think they have a couple like plus talented guys on their offense. Um, Boxley's done a good job at the portal uh, to his younger brother down to throw some touchdown passes and passes to all, all teams. Anybody can yeah. get it. Keeps it off um, from ground. tally up, but just like Kenny. Pickett. Yes, for sure. But I think Maryland's like, they, they, they're pretty good and move the ball well. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, we'll see. I don't know what that equates to seven, eight wins, but I don't know if they even played Penn state. Speaking of Penn State, congratulations to the Nittany Lions. It's their turn to be in the top 10 this week, and they're on a bye week, so they'll be there Ooh. again next week. Ooh. So That's a very relaxing visit. It is good. It's, Mentally um, prepare yourself for top 10 Penn State next week as well. Right. Is Ole Miss got in there too. Are, do they play this week? They might be off. Uh, Don't seem to recall seeing them on the schedule unless they play. They like are at Arkansas. Vandy. Oh, okay. We'll see if Lane can keep the boys. Um, you think Lane would be interested in any of these jobs that are open? Not yet. Do you think he'd be interested in Auburn? Ooh, that would be spicy. Yeah, I'm just curious. Why would Auburn be doing this? You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I think I've seen some people make some. Uh, allegations that Auburn would appear to be looking to hire an AD that has fairly clear ties to uh, Hugh Freeze or, or that, that seems to be like the package deal that is the hot rumor at this point. Um, which I mean, sure. Why not? But I, I don't know. Lane seems like he's 
not having the best time this year. And it seems pretty good. I don't know if he's trying to do like a Saban grouchy when my team's good thing. Yeah, but it's it seems kind of weird. And I, I think he's been fairly public that he's like, you know, Oxford, Mississippi is not paradise. <laughs> and I think he's, I mean, not that Auburn, Alabama is, but. True. Like, yeah, I don't think any of the locales <laughs> that have opened up to this point, save for Arizona State. Yeah, but I, I like think this, that, can't, can't that, can't, that can't happen. <laughs> he can't go to Arizona State. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> it would be too perfect. Uh, it'd be, yeah. Um, Lane 3.0. He, he is reborn. <laughs> the rebirth. The uh, the thirty for the three part of thirty for thirty series would be pretty lit though, so that would be exciting. Um, and then finally, I mean, we're not picking this game. The crown jewel of the weekend, a night game. Uh, is this in Tuscaloosa? It's Bama's playing Texas A and M. Um, I think we were all really excited for this game at the beginning of the year, especially given some of the shenanigans that went down in the offseason, uh, some verbal barbs, things of that nature. And Texas A and M has just fallen on their face out of the gates this year. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, 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 this, I think this is going to be pretty ugly. I saw somebody, uh, somebody tweeted from Alabama's press conference. I think today that Nick Saban rolled into the room like making jokes about a staffer who was paying attention to the MLB playoffs, and then like, like got in a little like funny dig on one of the reporters. And somebody just quote tweeted it was like Bama by ninety. <laughs> yeah, he's walking around loose. Like if if Saban's that giddy right now, like oh boy, that might be bad. Yeah, I mean Texas A&M is just so limited on what they can do on offense, yeah. and it all sort of originates with some questionable quarterback play, personnel, and play. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it could get pretty ugly, and especially if Bryce Young's going to play and be effective. They they seem to be doing a good job of pushing the ball down the field last week against Arkansas, who yeah. I think is, you can push the ball down the field on Arkansas. I don't think their secondary is, is, is plus, but still you, you see that was kind of the knock on Alabama at the beginning of the year. It's like, they're having a tough time getting into their uh, like sort of vertical passing game that they've become pretty known for the past couple of years. So we'll see. Well, Hopefully, then, I mean, they ran the ball really effectively when you knew they yes. were going to be running the ball. So that's true. That is also true. Yeah. They, and Gibbs is very good. Like real one two punch there would appear to be very good and is a really good receiver too. I mean, and they let him do like actual wide receiver things also. Like he's not just a you know HB angle on third and six, you know. He's so he's I do actually, love that play. Call. I do. Oh, it's Especially not, in it's, the red you, area. You can <laughs> you cannot defend in the red area. <laughs> All right. Jordan, take us to Pickville. Let's go there. Let's go, girls. Um Week six of picking five games against the spread. We're going to start in Baton Rouge, where LSU is hosting the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee road favorites by three points. Jason Craig. Ranked LSU. They've worked their way back into the rankings, guys. Congrats to Coach Kelly. I think that's my thing. I don't think this line is big enough i as you know i am not a like i am not big on tennessee i don't know what they've done to i guess they're kind of there at number eight but uh even more so for lsu i know they have a pretty solid defense but i also know that they haven't played an offense anything like tennessee's their schedule is kind of pretty meh um and 
Tennessee hasn't always looked great, but they are for sure battle tested. Um, so I don't I don't think that line's big enough. If it was a night game in Baton Rouge, maybe it's different. But at noon, I will take the vowels. Eleven local time too. Yeah. Yeah. A brunch kickoff. We love a brunch kickoff. Uh, I'm also gonna take Tennessee. Uh SP plus likes LSU in this one though, interestingly. Um I just don't think, kind of like you said, Jason, I don't think tennis or LSU's defense has faced a quarterback like Hendon Hooker who is also comfortable in the system that what a he crazy, is operating what a, in. What a crazy sentence to say at this time last year. Yeah. I don't is. think they've played anybody as good as Hendon Hooker. Well, Continue. Yeah. That's also a nice little dig for my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, who that, that was an agenda remark for sure. But yeah, so I think they've they've faced like potentially dangerous quarterbacks. Like Auburn's got good athletes back there that they pop in. Uh, Jordan Travis gave him some problems. Maybe that's the the best comp. But I think yeah, Hendon Hooker represents the the largest combination of danger and mastery of the scheme that he's in. So I will take Correct. Tennessee. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it. You know, unanimous. Lock it up. We'll take Tennessee here. <clears throat> Tennessee, uh, like uncanny ability to make you pay if you make mistakes on defense too. And I think some of that is scheme dependent. But the quarterbacks making really good decisions. Florida busted a couple coverages, and every time it got picked on immediately to like big, huge chunk plays or touchdown against Florida. Uh, LSU's defense is probably Florida's, I suppose. But uh, you know, they this team also went down fourteen or 17 and nothing to Auburn last week in like the first quarter, just like looked absolutely shell-shocked by Auburn. Um, so Tennessee could definitely run away and hide early in this one if if LSU isn't ready to go. So, um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of with you guys on the early early kick, maybe lacking a little bit of juice, LSU lacking a little bit of offensive identity. Uh, I just think there's going to be too much opportunity for Tennessee to score. I think I saw – uh, report of a players-only meeting led by the QB at LSU. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's a little concerning. The QB uh, and the wide receivers to, to how how they can build trust in each other. A lot of trust something. issues. Yeah, <laughs> we're uh, we're in week five, guys. I mean, kudos to you for trying to address it. But coming uh, off a win, week five, yeah. <laughs> players-only meeting. Things are going well. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of things going legitimately well, we've got college game day going to the Kansas Jayhawks house, which is not Fog Allen Fieldhouse. That's the basketball stadium. I learned my lesson. Um, TCU is at Kansas for a noon kickoff. Kind of a bummer that this isn't going to be a night kick, uh, but it is big noon Saturday. The Horned Frogs, one of one of the teams near and dear to Jason Kreck's heart, are favored by seven entire points. I am going to take TCU. Uh, I was extremely impressed with what they were able to do in multiple areas of the game against Oklahoma last week. Uh, I think they are on a roll. I think this game being at noon maybe doesn't take, like, maybe doesn't dial the, the adrenaline down, but it's not quite what a night kick could be in terms of home field advantage. And I do wonder if, like, just the adrenaline of it all, college game day, et cetera, et cetera, 
is maybe a little much, uh, and Kansas runs out of mental gas early on because uh, TCU plays some physical ball. So I will take Max Duggan, fast Max Duggan, and the Horned Frogs. Wheeled suitcase dragon. He's dragging that wagon all the way over uh, to Kansas. Yeah, I, I, I'll take TCU as well. I just really don't trust Kansas's defense. Um, great story. Super happy for Kansas. Uh, I love their they, – they do some of the Chadwell, like, cool shotgun spread option, like, still, like, triple option influence stuff. A lot of weird window dressing in the backfield and stuff. Um, their quarterback – Jalen Daniels, I believe is his name. There's a Jaden Daniels and a Jalen Daniels that are currently. Jaden is at LSU. Kansas. I believe he's the one who's led the you're right, you're right, you're players right, you're right. only meeting. Yes, yes, yes. Jalen is at Kansas. Um, he's been fantastic. I, I feel like this could get see, uh, but I like sort of I guess the quality at TCU to kind of rule out um opting that TCU's defense is probably better than Kansas's and their offenses are more or less a wash. I do it. Do it. I'm into Kansas. Yes. Kirk uh, Heinrich I like, smiles. I like them getting points at home. Um, I like. Uh, yeah, I just I I'm going with vibes here. I don't I don't have any other data. So what? I said, that's fine. You got to ride, ride the hot hand. They haven't right. lost yet. I don't have any real data except that, um, you know. Maybe Duke by eight, you know. TCU maybe, TCU maybe swagging a little bit high um, after romping past Oklahoma. Sure. Um, I do think if you go by the numbers, TCU has the advantage, but I, I like – I wish that were a full touchdown that Kansas was getting, but I will take six and a half. College football is not played on the keyboard, Paul. That's right. <laughs> That's what gotta, I told him when I called You got to strap them up. You got to strap them up and bang in the trenches. Most coaches will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of coaches, Chip Kelly, he's back in the spotlight. He's got UCLA <laughs> working. We are taking it to LA for a 3.30 kickoff. Again, weird, weird kickoff for the host here. Uh, Utah is at UCLA, and the Utes – are favored on the road by four and a half. Logan, do the honors. Mm. Utah has been playing with some anger and aggression since the Florida law. I think that they have fully exercised those demons. Um, Brent Keithy, their excellent tight end, though, is out for the rest of the year. Uh, will not be playing. Um, UCLA, fresh off a pretty impressive win. Washington? I mean, I don't know, guys. There's a lot of interesting things happening here. Zero home field advantage for UCLA yes. playing where they play. And 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 so I think because of that, I'm gonna go Utah here. Um, I like UCLA to keep this game close. Um, but I think eventually Utah is sort of just uh I think there's a little blood in the water with Utah right now. I think that they probably you know, need to, well, this is, this is going to be an important game for them, um, but they got this and they got USC and I mean, they look like they could be the best team in the PAC 12. Right. And they, they're going to need to prove that one step closer this week. So I don't know. I just like 
Utah's complete package uh, against UCLA in front of 12,000 people. Uh, yeah, I think I think UCLA is going in the right direction, which is great. Yes. I think college football is uh, much better when Chip Kelly is involved and fun and and doing what he likes to do and that sort of thing. Uh, but I also don't think they're there yet, and for sure, I don't think they have the meanness to to handle Utah for sixty minutes. Um, and I, I do, I think, I think this one could be fun for like uh, two or three quarters, and then I think Utah just kind of suffocates them and and punches them in the mouth a few too many times. All right, I'm going to take UCLA. Um, I was very impressed with what I saw from DTR against Washington. I think Utah, like, I think back to the Florida game, yes, Utah has improved since then, but they struggled against, you know, a dangerous in multiple facets quarterback who really probably wasn't running a whole lot of complex stuff either. Like, I think the the scheme that UCLA is going to trot out is going to be much more uh, intricate and and tough to deal with, tough to think through than what Florida threw at Utah in week one. Um, this is kind of going to be strength on strength to a degree. UCLA has only given up like 80 yards a game on the ground, and I think Utah is running for over 200. So I'm curious to see how UCLA's defense, especially in the trenches, holds up. Um, but yeah, I'll take UCLA, again, off the strength of the quarterback. Um, and like, I thought they handled Penix pretty well last mm -hmm. week. Yes, they put up, Washington put up points, but like Penix scares, Penix and Kalen Boer's scheme scares me more than what Utah is bringing to town. So I'll take UCLA. We're going to keep it in the Pac-12 for our next game. We've got Washington State at USC at 7.30. The Trojans are favored by 13 at home, and Jason gets to start. <laughs> 13 seems really high. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Washington State. Um, I think USC is fairly untested. I don't think Washington State is world beaters, but I don't think USC is like, you know, laid down an awesome win that make us, they're ranked sixth in the country. Um, so I think Washington State can weird this up enough to keep this to like 10 or that sort of thing. So I will, uh, I will take the thirteen. Yeah. When? What time is this game being played? Seven thirty. Seven thirty p.m. Eastern. So let me get this straight. UCLA and USC do not play in the same building, or do they not always play in the same building? Uh, I thought USC plays in the Coliseum, right? Oh, that's different than the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I guess I, I don't know why I, I thought they played in the same place. No, the, the Coliseum was, I think, built for the Olympics, and the Rose Bowl is the Rose Bowl. Okay. All right. 
Um, that was just me distracting from making my pick. No, that's I... fine because I have to pick first. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to take USC here. Uh, the nerds like Washington State, both advanced stats and SP plus, but I'm going to take USC um, largely based off the fact that like Lincoln Riley knows the importance of style points, right? He had to he had to game those a little bit at Oklahoma when he was angling. Right. Excuse because me, his team usually us. lost to Kansas State, so he needed to develop. Yeah, he had some ground balls. to make up. So he's experienced in in the art of winning big. Um, but this is also like, you know, hey, nationally televised game in a time slot where the East Coast is going to be watching. You've got a top 10 ranking associated with your name. Let's go make the most of it. So I'm going to take USC uh, to try and, like, maximize the opportunity here in terms of making an impression. Gotcha. I like that. I'll take Washington State. Um, 13 seems like a big number. Washington State is, is proven to be a tough team. USC has proven that they are down, D-O-W-N, down to give up some points. And uh, their quarterback is down to throw interceptions from time to time. So we'll hope for some variance plays here and uh, and see how, uh, see how it breaks. But yeah, 13 just seems a little a little big for my liking. And and I think Washington State has the spirit. People are saying that Pullman is the Manhattan. Is, Pullman is 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 very similar to Manhattan, Kansas. And uh it's the Manhattan of the West Coast. Yeah. And Lincoln Riley teams tend to struggle with, you know, Manhattan, Kansas-based football programs. So uh we'll we'll go with that. Mostly vibes, but I don't know. I I wanna kind of believe that USC is good, but they have given me some reason to doubt them defend be just basically because of their defense. Now, I don't know if maybe their defense appears to suck because their offense scores really fast. That is always the thing that certainly plays in to is it just like a, wow, their defense is always out here. Yeah. They give up a ton or... of yards. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe the, the bloom might be off the Alex Grinch rose a little bit. Former Washington state defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch. In case you're wondering. Interesting. The nugget. Yeah, there you go. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I can't also be taking all these. Well, I guess I took another road team to cover, so <laughs> we'll see how it goes. All right. Speaking of Manhattan, Kansas, the team that has their school there is going on the road <laughs> to try and avoid getting thrown around like a cyclone. At, or at Iowa State, uh, another 7.30 p.m. kickoff, Matt Campbell auditioning mm-hmm. for some jobs maybe on national TV. Who knows these days? Um, K-State favored on the road by two points. I'm going to take the Wildcats. Um, kind of a vibes only play. Advanced stats like K-State as well. But this is another strength on strength situation. Um, Iowa State's run defense, 83 yards a game. Kansas State is rushing for over 260. Um Ish but I think they're getting that done with a healthy dose of Adrian Martinez running the ball. And I don't know that Iowa state has really faced an attack quite like that to this point. Um, well, their so running will, back is awesome too. Deuce Vaughn. That guy's, yeah. that guy's crazy. Yeah. He's so small. He is a lot of Darren Sproles in, uh, in, yes. in that body. Um, but yeah, I'll take K State. They're they're fun to watch when that offense gets clicking. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I want to take K-State just mostly based on the fact that <clears throat> every time you click their game, it's just Adrian Martinez running in acres of open space. They, they do a really good job scheming that up somehow. Um, I don't think Iowa State's that good this year either. I mean, on grading on the, the scale of Iowa State um, in, of, of years past, uh, they seem to be down just a, just a touch. Um, I suppose Matt Campbell could be auditioning for jobs, but this point, I don't know. Is, is he ever going to leave Iowa State? You think? You know, I, I it would appear that he is not set on leaving for the NFL because surely he would have had a shot at that. Um, but there are some juicy options, I think, potentially coming open that he may be interested in this year. Uh, your B one G jobs <laughs> or Ole Miss, which would be just the the downshift in in culture after Lane leaves town. In a blaze of glory to go to Auburn. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that Matt Campbell's great. like the responsible friend who comes in and cleans up. After <laughs> yes, he's the, the Will Muschamp. He's the Will Muschamp comes in, cleans <laughs> up for sure. Uh, I, Matt Campbell. I mean, we get into coach talk, I guess, here in a little bit, but I, mean, I feel like he would make sense at Nebraska or sure. even Wisconsin. You know, Matt. Yeah, Campbell, he, he would Matt make Campbell's sense, but I don't think team. he would inspire any like whoa. Matt Campbell's Excited. never won 10 games in a season. I believe I, – I do believe that, and I think that that's always been the thing. It's like, yeah, but look what he's done at Iowa State. Like, every like every single one of Iowa State's good years has been with him as the coach. Yep. And, and it's like, that's fine, but also, you're right. I mean I – th- I, I, w- I wonder how much, like, one of these big jobs, like, it, it's a known fact that, like, sometimes the desire to win the press conference very much trumps – any sort of logic and reason behind a coaching hire. Sure. Sure. And so I wonder how much, how much you can win the press conference with Matt Campbell, who I think is a very good coach. Right. I think you also, certainly could have won it if you would have hired him at Virginia last year. Fair Not point. to back also, on Tony Elliott at all. But if like, you go to Matt Campbell's uh, Wikipedia page right now, <laughs> it gives a coaching career. It talks about Toledo and then Iowa state. And then it has a section uh, Gilbert, Iowa, sixth grade softball. Nice. Summer of 2022, Gilbert named Matt Campbell head coach of the sixth grade softball team. His team rallied from a 4 2 third inning deficit to defeat Roland Story in the championship game. Wow. So, nice. Kudos to him for being a softball coach and kudos to whatever Gilbert sixth grader edited Wikipedia and provided a citation. So uh, they can't really take it down. Do you think um do you think he's a big let's let's get some chatter going guy? I feel like he's he's either very against the chance or all in, like a hundred percent. I mean, he's a football coach. He's probably all in. There's these chance. These, yeah. these are more or less just I think he probably coaches to his players' strengths, right? Like That's he fair. he succeeds at Iowa State. So if that makes the girls go, then like chant by all means. Do you think he MFs the umpires in sixth grade softball the same way that he goes at the Big 12 uh, referee crews? Because my man gets heated on the sideline. No, I think he probably, like, gets face-to-face and does it in a real, like, calm tone. Like, there are sixth graders here, but I will rip a new <laughs> if you don't I start tightening this zone up. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just walks back to the dugout. Right. <laughs> I love that. I love psycho psychopath moves. Psychopath yeah. moves only. That's how I like my coaches. Anyhow, Jason, you want to make a pick here? Did you make a pick to Logan? Yeah, I, I love Kansas State. Love okay. Them. I uh, 
an evening game. I guess it's not quite night in Iowa, but evening game uh, in uh, in Ames, Iowa, uh, with Iowa State coming off two losses and fixing to make it weird and getting points, I will take Iowa State. 100%. Okay. All right. I don't think we're quite close. And I had that thought, but I don't think we're quite close enough to Halloween for spooky Ames to be in play. That's, that's a reasonable argument, but my I'm, I'm caught up in the opportunity, and so I have to take it. No, I got you. Yeah. You... Say it with your whole entire chest. Spooky Ames. Very interesting. All right, well, I, I don't have a tremendous feel for the, the games we're picking this week, as per usual. You're missing your simpler times. I am, I am missing my simpler times. That's a good point. Well, we'll, we'll uh, that was a tactical error by me. Really just indulged throughout the day. Wednesday got away from you. <laughs> Wednesday got away from me. I'm on, you know, still skinny boy season around here. Yeah. Um, we didn't. I don't think we got any uh, any questions that we haven't touched on. There's been some chatter, uh, some requests to maybe break down the UVA situation. I feel like Jordan and I have moaned about that enough over the past three or four episodes to to um, make it clear our feelings there. Um, like I, to- I want to be clear. Like I, I still think he can do really well, and I am still happy with the hire. All things considered, I'm not like super enthused about the way it has started um but i'm sure i certainly think he's capable um it's just like it's just felt weird yeah and that's concerning well the next step is making the correct adjustments to what has and hasn't been working on your first go and not just kicking it to next year and kicking it to you know blase get my guys in yes yeah you know i just i i I have a feeling that at UVA you're going to struggle with the my guys type of guys sometimes. Um, that's just, that's tough. Sure. Like, do, do you think, did Bronco have a certain kind of guy that he was recruiting? Mormon. In your mind? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I think, well, I don't know. No, I mean, I like, I think he and previous coaches have tried to like, okay, do they fit the academic profile? Do they have the perspective of like, life is more than just football? Mm-hmm. And we go after those guys really hard. Um, right. So I think you're going to be recruiting from the same pool in general, um, but maybe like schematically, you're going after different things for different positions like Bronco. Sure. I think Broncos staff had like a minimum height requirement for DBs and that like that shot them in the foot with some in-state guys and some high school coaches were not happy about that. Um, So, so goes the world of recruiting. Legendary defensive back play at the university of Virginia, all those tall, slow DBs just missing tackles. Yeah. (laughs) Playing eight yards off of receivers at all times. On third and three, we're still going to play eight yards off of them. Welcome, welcome to this is the Todd Grantham experience. Is it's I'm I'm getting some I'm having an acid flash here. I can feel. Yeah, it. well, it's go. happening at Vanderbilt now. You can go watch it happen at uh, at Vanderbilt because that's where it went. Gotcha. Um, did you guys have any? Uh, does anybody have any like uh, thoughts on any of the coaching? Uh, we 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 were. We freshly discussed the Wisconsin and Colorado jobs coming open last weekend. Um, I don't know if you wanted to jump back in on uh, on any of that. 
Uh, I saw Paul Christ, I guess, negotiated his buyout down a bit to like 11 million from 19 or it looked Whatever like it was, it was between 16 and 19. So um, that's always interesting when that happens. I mean, I know he's a Wisconsin guy. I don't know if that is him signaling that he wants is, is still down to coach somewhere and just things weren't really going well at Wisconsin. It was time to move on. I, I don't know. He, he, he's not the most dynamic personality, so it's a little tough to get a read on coach, <laughs> coach uh, PC there, but uh, Colorado, I, I'm like kind of fascinated to see what Colorado does. Yeah. I mean, I think kind of like Georgia tech, I think they should lean into hire someone who does wonky things and yeah. hope you catch lightning in a bottle. Wasn't the coach at Colorado Springs like one of those like never punt guys? Like it may be uh, yeah. Like let's let's do that. <laughs> just it's completely crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, I heard uh, on on Split Zone Duo they were they were having a conversation just sort of about Colorado and like the type of people who say Colorado is a nice place to live do not typically produce Division One college football players, if that makes sense. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I I think that the uh, like sort of demographic makeup of Colorado while, while the population has boomed um, has been mostly like white folks and Hispanic folks who typically, you know, Hispanic folks, especially like typically don't play American football. Right. So it could be really interesting if, if, you know, you could dip into that a little bit um, and, you know, you have a first football team, but that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think we, we, the three of us white guys who like to go sit at breweries and watch football games, um, probably all think that Denver is a sweet spot. And I don't know that everybody necessarily shares that, um, opinion, uh, uh, just, and, and I think that's borne out in the demographics of the area, which, you know, for better or worse affects like how the colleges look and stuff like that. And I think there's been some mismanagement, like at the top levels of, of that program, there, um, program for a while. So. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm curious. I think they could like, I don't know. They could be a place that like maybe hires like a guy who runs the triple too, you know, that yeah. could be just like something really Jamie weird. Chadwell wants to come out to Denver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like Chadwell's got some, got just a little, he's a little too Southeast, you know, I, I, I but. A little too Myrtle Beach. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see what jobs come open uh, as the trickle down or trickle up starts to happen maybe but, he gets um, old miss when lane leaves who is air force's coach would he coach colorado is his name troy calhoun or something like that i think i don't know but they do like some like sort of modernized uh stuff and he's already out there in colorado he has been at air force forever his oh, name so is troy- he's almost a general probably no he might be brigadier they call it him is, the Brigadier. It is Troy Calhoun. Do you know how long he's been at Air Force? 14 years. 22 years. I should have, I don't know, a total year number because it's organized by season. My, Me and Logan's freshman year at college. Jordan, you were in high school when he started. Wow. 2009? 2007. Oh. 15 years. Yeah. Wow. Man. We're really getting old. That's Shout the main takeaway. Oh, oh y'all want to, we're really getting old. Uh, Edger and James's son just committed to play basketball at saw Cincinnati. That. Yeah. He goes, oh, his nickname Jizzle. is Jizzle. Yes, I saw that. Jizzle James. Did you know Edger and James is like a, um, like a, a strip club uh, impresario? 
<laughs> in Miami? I think I think at large in general, but yes, I, okay. I believe Miami tends to be a good spot for that sort of behavior. But um, yeah, I think he's. Uh, well, he went to. The I think he's well, done like right? he's like done very well in business post college, doing post college post NFL career. Um, good for him. Applying his trade, uh, impresaroing over over. Uh, does he have like? Does he have a chain? I'm just curious how that works. Like, do you have a chain that you? Plant locations at in. Different- I don't know. I need to. I need to revisit this. But I, he and like Dan Levitard are like fairly. Are close. they looking to sponsor a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, please! If that was the first, the first, <laughs> I would, I would really love that. Actually, that would be tremendous content. It would be bad for the podcast, but it would be tremendous content. So. <laughs> but anyhow, um, you guys got any fun weekend plans? Let's hear it. Uh, this is actually Vision Quest weekend. In oh, Paris thank you. Today. So church men's retreat. I will be off the grid until approximately 9 a.m. Sunday morning. So thoughts and prayers to me as I go through Jason, withdrawals. Jason and I will be sure to spam the, the uh, yeah. spam the group text so you can scroll I look scroll forward to for... returning to 61 texts in, in the group thread. Yeah. Most of them just to me just complaining out loud about various things that is yeah. that is going to be most of them i my cousin is getting married this saturday so i will be oh, at a wedding awesome. in the evening time but will do my best to stay connected and honestly uh blindly and without data throw kerosene on whatever fire logan is starting in the text messages <laughs> okay thank you um okay. i uh i don't know that i have any plans this weekend so i'll be just like a sponge just Soaking up the CFB. If uh, you know, if a, if a golf outing finds its way my way on uh, Saturday morning, I wouldn't say no. Just you know, we'll see. But uh, gotta make sure I get back and settled in for the 11 a.m. LSU game. So, <laughs> see how it goes. All right. Um, cool. Well, I think that's all we got for you guys. Thanks for joining us. This is the Wheel Route. We're on Instagram at Wheel Route Podcast. Uh, Recall the DMs are open, so DM away. Uh, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Likewise, open. Um, thewheelroute.com is the website. You can stream the show straight from the website, or you can get it from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again, we love you guys. Go Gators. Go who's? Go Dukes. <laughs> <laughs>